pleasure chatting with Dawson Cole and Luke of the band Almost Monday over Zoom video. It was really cool to catch up with them and reminisce about San Diego. We knew similar people in the scene, and the guy that married my wife and I, a dear friend of ours, was the first person to play them on the radio. They have a rad story about playing this iconic club in San Diego called the Casbah, and they played like a Monday night at 11 p.m., I think it was, and John Foreman of Switchwit was there. They also talked to us about getting signed to Hollywood Records, sending a cold email to an engineer named Mark Needham, who produced a bunch of huge records. They basically were like, who, who mixed the Killers Hot Fuss record? And they sent, sent him a cold email. He ended up really liking what they were doing, showed up to a show that they were doing behind a surf shop in San Diego, said, you guys got something here, and he wanted to take on their records. So talked about that, again, signing to Hollywood Records, all about their new EP they just released, shooting a music video in San Francisco, getting their camera stolen. It's like a camera from the 50s that got stolen. They basically told us they checked into an Airbnb, cruised over to Haight-Ashbury to do some shopping, a little touristy stuff, and came back to their car and their camera was jacked. So, unfortunate story there, but all about the new EP, touring with AJR, and how they have these incredible opportunities coming up, playing Bonnaroo and Lollapalooza, and, and a number of these huge festivals happening the end of summer and early fall. You can watch our interview with Almost Monday on our Facebook page and YouTube channel, at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Almost Monday. I'm Adam. Uh, this podcast is about you guys and, and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. We'll talk about the new EP and uh, we can talk about San Diego because I was born and raised there. And oh, uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, actually, um, I used to work for 91X in San Diego. We play, I was telling Amy, we play, used to play your record. We, uh, you guys oh, were like our local break artists when yeah. I was there. You remember Tim Piles? Oh, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. No, it's funny. Funny story about Tim Piles is he was the uh, reverend at my wedding when my wife and I got married. He oh, married us. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is so Tim Piles. Wow. <laughs> it was for hilarious. Sure. So, he, he, we went to the Coachella um as a radio station and we were at the and somehow i don't know how it came up but he's like oh yeah i have my you know card to marry people and i'm like no way and he's like yeah i do i was gonna marry my friends and then they like ended up going to get eloping and i was like dude you're marrying you know my tara and i and he's like oh, yeah i'll what? do it and then, yeah he ended up doing it oh my gosh well tim piles is the first person that's ever put us on any radio I, we literally were like listening on that really late on a Sunday night, <laughs> hearing our song, Tim Files, local, you know, um, that's so that's so rad, man. That's, that's crazy. What a roundabout. Yeah. yeah I love that, man. He's so cool. And uh, that's so cool that you guys, you know, share that with him as well. Um, awesome. So from San Diego, why don't you introduce yourself? So I, so everybody knows who, who's who. I'm Luke. I'm Cole. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah. And so, so are you all from the same area of San Diego? Like, why don't you each tell me where you're raised? Yeah, um, all from San Diego. I was born and like raised in San Marcos. So a little like more inland North County. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I was born and raised in like Lucadia, Encinitas area. Okay. And I was born and raised in Escondido and then just recently moved to Oceanside. 
Oh, cool. Right on. Uh, yeah, my in-laws live in Escondido. My wife and I are both from Ranch Penisquitos, and we lived in Ranch Bernardo. And <laughs> yeah. There's so many people that are like connected to San Diego. I swear every time we're like some sort of connection, but that's crazy. You lived like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, pretty much my whole life. I moved to San Francisco for like five years to do radio up there. But um, yeah, San Diego, man, I, I know about it. But so, right now? are you? Uh, I, we just, dude, in March, we moved to Nashville. So we're in okay. Tennessee now. So cool, cool. But this is a very new new venture for us. So <laughs> I can tell it's San Diego with that uh, overcast weather behind you, too. Yeah, what, we're, we're in June, June gloom or mm -hmm. whatever. So hopefully, hopefully it's uh getting a little bit better in, in next month <laughs> right on yeah so Dawson how'd you get into music um I started I'm um, just playing like in church it's kind of the only place you're like nine years old and somebody will throw you on a stage and it like kind of makes sense sure so, you know, I like went up there on like the worship band and would just play a guitar not plugged in and just out of tune and awful but um yeah I kind of started that route and and I just started singing because I was playing guitar and Somebody was like, yo, man, you can kind of sing all right. And um, that kind of spiral. And then I did like a school, you know, singing competition or whatever. And, and wow. I just I stuck with it um, and just kept learning instruments and stuff. But that's sort of, that's how I started, like, got my start in singing and, and music, I guess. How, so about 10, 11, how old were you when you learned guitar? Yeah, I, I started learning probably like 10, I think, like 10 okay. with and then like from it just trying to sing songs with it and then yeah um so 10 11 i did like this little weird album that like my my, my grandparents like funded really <laughs> uncle studio when i was 11 nobody go look that up please um, <laughs> i was gonna ask is it on, do you, no, no. i'm sure you have a copy of it I, I have i have a ton i didn't sell like any of them so there's just a box in my garage in my parents garage and they're just still like 200 albums that were never sold. <laughs> Maybe, um, I don't know. But I, I kind of don't want anybody to hear them. But uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, what about you, Luke? Where, uh, how'd you get into music? Yeah, similar in, in the church way of kind of doing it. I, I really wanted to play drums growing up, but my mom said I had to learn piano first. And so... Okay. Never still haven't gone around to drums, but played piano and then kind of moved to guitar and then now playing bass because the band needed it. And so, yeah, man, music's just always been a part of my life. My my dad played and my sister played, so just being around it um, kind of influenced me to do it as well. All right. What did your dad play professionally, or is it just like he? No, he just played Blackbird like a thousand times <laughs> <laughs> over and over. I didn't even know. At least he played a cool song. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Could have been worse. I know. I didn't even know it was a Beatles song. I just knew it was a song that he played all the time and that was really annoying after like, you know, 675. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. What about you, Cole? How'd you get into music? Uh, I got into music. I started learning guitar like in my third grade or something. Um, and I've just always been around like some music people going to shows and stuff and then kind of just fell in love with playing guitar and uh, wanted to join bands. That's kind of, <laughs> I guess, where I started. Rad. When did you start joining bands? Was it in high school or was Almost um, Monday kind of the first? No, yeah, I did a few like just kind of high school kid bands starting when I was like literally just started guitar. So really not great bands. But, Step forward, <laughs> lads. But they're like, uh, sure. yeah, just, you know, playing local shows around just for fun and getting my getting some time in on playing guitar in a band. So that's amazing. And then how, how did you guys all meet? Yeah. Um, 
Luke and I kind of grew up in the same like yeah San Marcos Escondido pretty close so so we've been friends for like quite a while so we were always playing again like in that church thing and kind of just trying to figure it out um did you guys go to the same church or just knew each other oh there you go that's kind of the way you like make friends outside of school too so we're both sure and then um when we got in high school I feel like we wanted to actually start a band and like I, I, we actually wanted to like throw shows and like invite our friends to it. And I met Cole through surfing, like through a mutual friend. Like I just met him out in the water. And then, um, you know, he, he had like told me that he plays guitar and, and that's right around the same time Luke and I were like, let's start something like, let's, let's, I don't know, let's just start writing songs and playing music. And so we kind of, we like asked Cole, like, do you want to do this band with us? And um, yeah, did that in high school and stuck it out college and, now we're here with you. So <laughs> was it almost Monday when you guys started it? It was called the Mondays when we started it um, for okay. like weeks. It was called the Mondays. Our friend, we just didn't know what to call ourselves at all. It's like kind of a kind of a hard thing to do that. I, I don't know if a lot of people realize like naming your band is so stressful. Oh, um, dude, you got to own it forever, right? Yeah, exactly. And number one, because like all of the all of the names are already like taken. You'll just like Google like, oh, this is a cool band name. And then they're on Spotify and it's like, they have like six plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's still like, nah, like, um, <laughs> but we were the Mondays and then we couldn't be that. So we landed on almost Monday because we couldn't be the Mondays. So we're almost Monday and we just stuck with it. <laughs> we never solid really- name. It really isn't. It's not like it's a terrible name. Yeah. Hope, hopefully we just <laughs> put out good music and the band name becomes cool, I guess. <laughs> sure. Sure. I remember, uh, you know, when I was familiar with you guys th- through Mr. Tim Piles, yeah. um, it was, didn't you guys open up for Switchfoot, like in at, yeah. at Del Mar or something like yeah. that? Okay. I remember there's an image of you guys, like I think maybe your like press photo at the time was you guys playing like the Del Mar, like the actual Del Mar Stadium in the fairgrounds. Yeah, that was our first like, um, I'd say like big show where we like pulled up and, and, it was the first show that we looked out and there was too many faces that you couldn't like focus on a face. It was like the first, like, Oh my gosh, getting out there and being like, this is overwhelming. But yeah, we, we knew, we kind of knew the Switchfoot guys and they, they let us open for them at, at Del Mar fairgrounds. It was so sick. Wow. Okay. So how do you get to, did you meet them like going through, through the church or were like, how did you meet the guys in, in Switchfoot? Like how did that relationship? Well, Cole, Cole kind of like, yeah, them, right. Through. I've known John. Uh, foreman for a while just through a family friend and um then we kind of just started the band and he was just like he just kind of I don't remember how do we well I worked in there I worked and you knew them and then I in high school started working in their like studio like packaging their albums oh cool and sending them out um those were so fun like just cool music people like being around them and they're I don't know if you've ever like met them they're like the best people Oh, they're the they're such the sweethearts. Yeah, I actually I've I interviewed uh, Drew for this yeah. podcast, and um, but not John Foreman. But I've met John Foreman so many times just yeah. through just r- like, radio in San Diego. They're just the best dudes ever. So I was working um, for them and just sending out their albums, like thousands of albums, and in their little like packaging room. So we kind of knew them like naturally, and and I remember. Yeah, a guy who was working with them just like called me and was like, hey, like the guys want you to open. And I remember I was at a football game and I was like actually like freaking out, like no way. And I called these guys immediately. But it was like the first proper show that we did that was like not us just calling everybody we knew and being okay. like, 
pull up, like, please come to our show at UNIV. Um, so that was really a special show. That's amazing. Well, I want to get, I want to talk about it a little bit more here in a second, but what were the early shows? Were you playing like, I'm trying to think like as a, I'm trying to think like when I was growing up, the local venues that are party aren't even around anymore. I mean, like Epicenter was a big one that I think that's closed. And like the scene in Claremont was a thing for a minute. And like, were, were you guys playing any local shows? <laughs> yeah, we were playing. I mean, we kind of did the rounds of like all San Diego, like multiple Casbah. Okay. So far. Yeah, I was trying to think. Like, I don't, I don't, because if you were underage at the time, I didn't know if you could play like Soda Bar. Or... Well, that's who. That's how we even played any shows. Is actually our our friend, like um, John Humphrey, had a surf shop. Do you remember Univ in Encinitas? Do you kind of? I don't. I, I never. Maybe if I saw it. Center over in Encinitas. Anyway, it's surf some surf shop, and in the back of it. Um, there was just an open like little venue space that he kind of just like makeshift venue. So that's oh, cool. all of our shows. And that was the way that we could invite people because none of us were 21 um, and all of our friends weren't so that he was like, he was great to let us have a place to play. Cause that's North County doesn't have like a ton of, I'm sure, you know, like everything's sort of down, like, you know, Casbah, like North park. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we were super stoked to get a place to play. That's so cool. There's not even a whole lot of all age venues in San Diego anymore. Yeah. I mean, unless you're a bigger band, there's like House of Blues or Soma. I don't. Does this Soma? Does Soma do side stage anymore? I don't even know. There's just none in North County. Yeah. Just none in North County. There's like Four House, but that's about it. Soma. Oh my gosh, so many good memories. <laughs> yeah, that cause the side stage there was rad. That used to be pretty supportive of local yeah. local bands for sure. So you're doing a lot of at, at uh, the surf shop, and then so then your first your next show was playing Del Mar. Yeah, we we had done that, and another cool one. I, I remember we got to open for Foster the People at Soda Bar, actually through like a ninety one X thing. Do you remember? Oh that? yeah, they did that. They did that po little pop up show. I forgot, and they did all covers, right? Yeah, and we played um, all covers. Yeah, and me and Cole got kicked out. We weren't twenty one, and and Luke somehow somehow <laughs> like the security guard. What did you no, like, well, These guys were standing on the back of the wall. I'm like, dude, you're gonna get kicked out. And so I just found myself, <laughs> I found myself, got into the crowd and found some people that saw us before and they're all stoked on us. They kind of just like guarded me. Yeah, they guarded. And me and Cole, the, the security guard, he was so nice because we were like talking to him before. He's like, hey guys, like, I, I, I'm sorry, you gotta go. And we we're so bummed. But we like met those guys after. And I forget the other local band we played with. Uh, it's something benches, ignite benches. Yeah. Or something. Oh yeah, yeah, ignite benches. Okay, I remember that band. We both got to like open for Foster, and I remember that was great. So those two shows I like can think of in San Diego just being like really cool. Like, yeah, because I, I remember Tim Piles told me he goes, "You guys played the Casbah," and John Foreman showed up, and he like called me. I was on the air at the time, and he goes, "Dude." John Foreman is at the Casbah. Like, what is happening? Adam, that's a, that is a really funny story because we played the Casbah at like 11 or something. Like, it was pretty late for us. And yeah, not 21. And I remember the only people other than like Cole's dad and like maybe like my mom or something was John Foreman was there. <laughs> and then our buddy Tyson uh, Motzenbacher, who's an amazing artist around here, really great. And then our, our buddy Bumper. And it was just three dudes. And I remember Tim Piles just freaking. I was like, man, 
there wasn't a lot of people there at all, but John Foreman was there. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, he called me at work. He's yeah. like, dude, the, the, almost Monday just played. And John Foreman was, he's like at the Casbah and it was like a Monday night or something. I think it might've been. And he's like, he like got out of bed to come and see you guys. <laughs> like it helped um, us get a spin on radio from, from him. So thank you, John, for coming to being the only person coming to our show. <laughs> that's pretty. That's a pretty good get, though. <laughs> a Grammy award-winning artist comes yeah. to your show at the Casbah of all places. We don't pull. We didn't pull a lot of people, but we pulled a Grammy winner. That's right. Cool. That's all that really matters. <laughs> and your band rules. So um, there you go. So okay. So a- after you started getting, you know. 91X is playing your record a little bit and you're, you're getting these big shows. Like what was the next like opportunity for you guys? Yeah, we um, started working with um, this guy named Mark Needham, who's, who's done some like amazing, like mixing work for like the killers, you know, has some stuff with like Fleetwood really iconic dude. And mm-hmm. we sent him our stuff, very like cold um, email. Cause we we're just so naive um, to like how things work. We just like looked up who mixed like hot fuss <laughs> We needed somebody to mix our thing. So we just emailed like needham at info.com and like <laughs> got an email from like his assistant or whatever and was like, he'll take a look at this, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, long story short, he ended up liking some of the demos, I guess, and came to see us actually at that surf shop, Univ. Um, and from there, I, I remember him think like saying, you guys need to keep working on your songs, blah, 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 blah. And we invited him to another show. Long story short, we ended up working with him and he kind of helped us like introduce us to, to people in LA and, and kind of in the music world that helps, you know, really kickstart us to, you know, making this thing, you know, more than just like a high school, you know, thing. So, mm-hmm. so he, he helped like mix and, and put together your EP. Yeah. And, and he, he introduced us to our producer that we still work with on all of our music, Simon Oscraft, really okay. best friends, kind of like an older brother, but, so amazing, um, super talented. But we, uh, he connected us with Simon who helped us write all of the music that would help us, you know, you know, like get a manager and like get, you know, sign things like that. Um, so he kind of helped get the ball rolling for us, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you guys ended up signing with Hollywood Records. Yep, uh-huh. And what was that? That must've been huge. What a big moment that must've been. Yeah, sort of another just funny story. We. We uh, knew that he, um, our, our A&R uh, was going to come to the show to like kind of look, look at us and like listen and, and, and whatnot. And we knew they were maybe like interested. And he came to this show that we played in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And um, there was like no mixing board. It was literally just these high school kids throwing this show in an airplane hangar in Santa Monica. <laughs> like no mixer board. Like these people, they just didn't really know like what, well, you know. So we, we kept telling Mark, like, dude, tell Mike not to come to this show. We're going to be terrible. Like, we're going to sound bad. And um, <laughs> he ended up coming. And, and the show was actually really cool. Like, the crowd was dope. It just probably, I just think it sounded not good. But um, uh, Mike came and we, you know, I, you know, I think he liked the music and stuff. And it kind of started our relationship with them. So that was wow. uh, interesting. And what year, what year did that happen? Because so, I mean, we were playing you guys, what was that, 2017 or that yeah. Foster the People show had to be around 2017, yeah. right? Yeah. So, oh, then um, what would it have been like when you guys signed to the Hollywood Records? Is that pretty, I mean, what, within yeah, the last couple of years? 2019. And then, okay. Uh, yeah. So, like, right kind of before the pandemic hits, like, tell me where you were when that all really came crashing right. down. 
Yep. Right, right before the pandemic we had signed, um, we did this, we did this tour to kind of just like, um, just start playing shows. And then we, uh, in January, 2020, we were going out on the road with AJR. Oh, uh, wow. And they yeah. just blew up too. Oh, yeah, man. And the, the, we hadn't, we didn't really know who, like we knew of their songs, like, like, oh yeah, that song, but we didn't really realize how big they were. So we like got the supporting slot and we were super stoked to just be touring outside of the Casbah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, yeah, we played Aragon Ballroom, like sold out, you know, the Anthem in DC and we were just blown away. Those shows were so sick and we had like a full run with those guys. And then in the middle of that, we've played three shows and then the pandemic hit. And um, that was pretty, pretty sad for us because those shows were mental. Um, wow. So you only, you did three shows on the AGR tour and then it got yeah. shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Where were you guys when, when, it, when it hit, like, were you on the East coast? Well, we had, um, we'd come back. It was like three kind of like rescheduled shows in January. And I think it picked back up in like April, the rest of the tour, like the 30 or whatever dates. Um, so we had come back and we we're actually getting ready to go play South by Southwest when it like the news, like oh. that was like our manager hit us up and was like, yo, South by is not happening anymore. And um, that is when we sort of realized that, oh, wow, this is this is gnarly. Like if mm -hmm. South by Southwest is getting canceled, like <laughs> this is pretty gnarly. Yeah, this is serious. Right. <laughs> I know. So you guys were home at this point. You had actually made it back to San Diego. Yeah. Well, at least you're home. And like, I've talked to artists that were like stuck in another country or like, if, even if you're on the East coast, I'm, that would have kind of been a nightmare to try to drive all the way back with no shows or, you know, whatever. I, I guess that's the silver lining. You're at least home in between. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. So you're, you're home now. And then do you, when do you start, what do you guys do from there? Do you start writing this, this new EP? Yeah. Like, Trying to try, trying just to really hard. We tried to do Zoom sessions and stuff, and it's just hard when you're just at home and staring at a wall. Like, what do you write about? Right. I've, it, it was so un, not inspired, I would imagine. Some people were, but I've talked to a lot of people who are like, dude. <laughs> and then Simon had gone back to uh, New Zealand to visit his family for like two weeks, which turned into a year. <laughs> oh, wow. Your family lives in New Zealand? No, Simon's does. He's from New Zealand. Yeah, Simon's our producer. Oh, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Okay, so your producer moved in. Okay, got you. Sorry. Zoom sessions and all of that. And it just, it was just really difficult. So we didn't get too much done, but we got a couple of really cool songs. And um, so, yeah, it is what it is. There was right a lot on. of like, funny memes I saw on Instagram that was like, like band memes being like, yo, like pandemic, like we're going to write like three albums. Like we have so much time. <laughs> and then it was like, like end of pandemic, like end of pandemic, like, yeah, I didn't write anything. Let's start like let's start writing those albums. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fell victim to that meme. Yeah. It's just the Zoom thing is so tough to write me. It's just tough. So were you guys able to be around each other at all? Like, you know, at least play music together or not really? For like the first few months, it was like we kind of quarantined pretty heavily from each other. Yeah. We didn't mm -hmm. see each other for a while. Um, but then like I think later in the summer we started like meeting up and stuff yep. with each other yeah. did you do any of those like live stream events or yeah. <laughs> we yeah. uh we kind of transformed the garage into like a little like live stream studio basically where we were just kind of running it on our own and 
absorbing all the technical difficulties that came along with everything. And, and How was that? Was that? I mean, it was it cool to kind of, it was kind of a project I would imagine. Well, yeah, it, it was something to do, which is <laughs> to be like, you know, without sounding, you know, but we didn't have our drummer. So we were like playing the drum tracks, which is, you know, interesting. It was great. It was fine. And it gave us something to do and, and a way to like keep, you know, uh, hopefully building fans and stuff. But yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal, you know. Okay. <laughs> it's a hot garage, and, you know. <laughs> How often were you guys doing it? Probably at least like weekly. once, once a week. Yeah, yeah. once or twice Sometimes. a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And doing what? Just all your own original songs? Or did you covers? Like, how how did a show yeah, look like? What did a show look like? Yeah, Dawson says it well. He says we we into the garage band. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd always tell people like when we'd get on them, like we started like when we were doing like radio stuff and like meeting radio. Like we started as a garage band. We went out for a few dates and we're back to being a garage band. So it's a very <laughs> very interesting uh band right <laughs> so hopefully we we go here here and then back up <laughs> you'll leave you'll leave the garage again and then again. make it yeah make it back out to the to leave the real world twice. maybe if you can leave the garage twice in your career hopefully hopefully uh that's a good thing <laughs> that's a good sign <laughs> uh so you got well you guys released uh, what live forever and recently uh Haley Beebe's or yeah. Haley Beebs <laughs> yeah <laughs> Live forever um, was sort of <laughs> BBs. Forever, <laughs> <babies. laughs> um, yeah, um, this this is growing up is our latest single, and okay. uh, EP till the end of time is coming out um, next month. So we're really excited about it, and been just doing music videos and like getting the visuals all right for it, and um, yeah, it's exciting. How do you? Sorry, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Also, it's just nice. Simon, our producer's back. So it's just, you know, and we're actually meeting up together. Everybody's like vaccinated and whatnot. So, um, you know, we're creating for the future as well now. So it's exciting. That's awesome. And with, with the videos, how did, are those going with like, I'm sure like during the pandemic, you couldn't really shoot. So now stuff's like yeah. more opened well, up. For the Live Forever shoot, I remember that one was still like pretty, um, like COVID was still kind of, um, it, it not in its peak but like still very like oh can we even do this can we go outside and so we shot that music video but like it was all like safety out and like but um that video went great and then yeah it's slowly gotten more and more like okay you know let's get our little group of creatives together and and just run out there and 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 make stuff so um, but no they've been going good and it's been kind of the only way we've been able to create through the pandemic um mm -hmm. you know luke was saying it's harder to write music so being able to like create the visuals was was pretty meaningful and nice for us as creatives to to dive into that. That's awesome. And you guys are on a bunch of rad uh, festival shows this year, right? Yeah. That must be pretty exciting. Yeah, it's it'll be nice. I, I'm still tripping out like I like Lollapalooza's next month, and it's weird. Like we haven't played in front of people in so long. I'm just trying to like get my head around like people out there. So um, it'll be good. Hopefully we just take it back up quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not only it's a huge festival, but and people haven't seen shows really in the past year and a half, but the yeah. amount of people that are going to be out and about, that's kind of wild to think about that. Yeah, I, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be good. 
You're, yeah, well, you said you started as a garage band, left, and then back. Now you're leaving and, and doing like the biggest, yeah, biggest festivals in the planet. I there mean, you have go. Bonnaroo scheduled, yep. uh, Lollapalooza. Yeah, man, we're excited. Have, have you ever been to any of those festivals before? Or play, probably not played them. No, no. I, the closest I've been, we were there um, not last year, but the year before, and we were riding bikes through the field oh, yeah. where Lollapalooza is, and, like. Dude, this would be so cool to play oh, here one yeah. day. And, oh, um, that's true. It was like a cool thing. So going back there when it's filled with people and they're playing it, will be a weird kind of moment. That's amazing. And that's, I'm, I'm stoked you guys are playing Bonnaroo because that's about like an hour from, from where I'm at. So oh, I'm going to try to... You should come out. I would love to. We're, that's the plan. We're going we're, we're gonna to try to come out there. Um, another band of friends of mine and they're they are playing at the strut so i'm excited about that so i was gonna plan on going out there anyway so we're gonna try to figure out something san diegan's gotta represent man we oh yeah i mean it'd be cool to, to yeah to, to meet you guys and, and and hang out so we should plan that <laughs> and so cool so the record comes out next month yep yeah the rest of the the, the music from till the end of time is coming out with some visuals and everything so we're excited, man. It's going to be good. That's really exciting. Have you played a show yet? Or is are these festivals going to be the first in front of people? We have this, um, this show in Fort, is it Fort Collins? Yeah. Fort Collins. Yeah. Um, in Colorado. So we'll, we'll do that right before Lollapalooza. Um, so, but besides that, no, we've just done, actually, we did play something in uh, the belly up, but it was, it was, our drummer was there, but it was to nobody. So this will be our first show with humans. Those shows. Oh. Oh, did you do like a like a live stream for Belly Up or something? Yeah, but we got yeah, and they have the you know the whole thing where our drummer could come and actually we could actually play on the Belly Up stage, so that felt like a show with just our drummer and everything. But um, you know, it'll probably be a pretty pretty emotional night, I would assume, at yeah. that that show that you guys. I mean, the live one in front of people. Yeah, and you might be the first band a lot of these people have seen in a year and a half. Yeah. 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 We're playing day. We're playing Thursday at Lollapalooza. So it's day one. So hopefully it's exciting. Uh, exciting. Well, congratulations, man, guys, on all the, you know, success. When I first heard your record, like I said, in, in San Diego, when Tim was playing it and we started, we added it. I know as like a, you were a local break artist and we'd play the record like a handful of times a day. Yeah. And we so knew we're like this, like Tim, we all were like, this band is going to get they're Salt like gonna do something because there's a lot of bands we had as the local break artists and I'm like, oh, like, yeah. no like uh, but yeah, there was a few that I was like, okay, like this band is really gonna do something, and, oh, and cool, I'm so man. stoked to see that you know the success that you guys have created, and obviously it's only gonna go up from there, especially with the the shows you're playing and the music you're putting out. So thanks, I'm man. really I'm happy. You got to represent San Diego, like you said. I we're love trying, that. And we're trying to we're trying to bring some love to to San Diego. To I love it. I love it. I love it. I have one more question before I let you guys go. Yeah. Um, I want to get an answer from all of you. If you have any advice for aspiring artists. This is super cliche, but I'm gonna say it because I have to remind myself. But just be yourself. Um, it's so easy for for you to just like look at every other like other people and what they're doing and and feel like the pressure of like you know um repeating success from others but for us i feel like something 
that's just been so helpful is, is continuing to like trust your instincts and what you can bring that's new. Um, so yeah, be yourself. I know that's corny. I know you've heard it. But, I love um, it though. It's it, true. It's, it's, it's rich, I think, in meaning. I think when that was told to us and told to me, which was cool, is it's just everything's about the songs. So mm -hmm. there's so many things you can like kind of think about and spiral and like overthink about like how do we you know, get the right shows or meet the right people or, you know, whatever. It's like if you have a good song and you keep writing good songs and things will just take care of themselves. Heck yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'd say um, try to like always try to keep yourself inspired by just consuming just other forms of art too, like movies, um, books. Mm. Like I think, think keeping yourself inspired is really important in order to create something just like that you're hyped about and like um, something interesting, I guess. Uh, yeah, so the, the EP is out. That, that's exciting. You know, finally get something out after the course of this this whole pandemic. And you said yeah. it was difficult writing with with Zoom. And you, you know, what what are you most excited about with this album out now? Yeah, no, it feels good. This EP, a lot of the a lot of the songs from it um, are older songs, and there's a few also that are um, like newer. But no, we're stoked to have it out. The visuals were really fun to work on, and. Um, yeah, for, for till the end of time, we got to work on, uh, doing the music video with our really good friends, Kelly and Jack. And, um, we, we just kind of run and gunned this, this idea and ran out there and, and made this video. So no, but we're, we're stoked, man. We're stoked that it's out and we hope people are loving it and listening and, you know, enjoying. Well, tell me about the video. Like where did the concept come from? Yeah, it came from uh, this show called SpongeBob, and there's an episode. <laughs> there's an episode where I think we know SpongeBob. People yeah, know yeah. that one. <laughs> no, truthfully, it came from this episode where SpongeBob um, delivers pizza to this guy and goes on this crazy journey to um, deliver pizza, and like goes across the sea, I guess, for him. And um, yeah, goes on this journey and delivers the pizza, and the guy where's the drink? So we, we kind of wanted to do a spin on that, on that idea. Okay. So traveling the, the country and these guys are involved and um, traveling the country and delivering a pizza, getting on a plane, going through the desert, getting on a boat. So yeah, that, that's sort of the idea behind it. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> no, it's, it's exciting. Hopefully people, uh, hopefully people get the reference. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to, to see, you know, in the comments and stuff, if people can, can put it together. It, is it, is it, it's not obvious that you took it from SpongeBob. It's just very subtle. Only SpongeBob fanatics will understand. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I, I mean, yeah, hopefully they, hopefully people get the reference. There's no little Easter egg in there. Like you don't have like a SpongeBob t-shirt on or. No, that would have been, that would have, that would have been. <laughs> I didn't notice that you have a stripped down version of this is growing up on the, on the EP. Like how is, was that hard to like, you know, rework that song at all? Yeah. Um, this is growing up stripped. Uh, we had the, the original song is on the EP came out as a single and we went back and we're, writing for this project so they they liked the song but they wanted us to kind of strip it out and um and we yeah we we made this new version of it and it ended up ended up liking we didn't even really make it thinking we'd put it out um but we ended up really liking the version so we uh ended up thinking it could be a cool like little bonus track on the ep so 
um, yeah, excited. We went, we actually shot it in San Francisco. I know you mentioned you lived there for a while, but um, yeah, we're, we're at in San Francisco. Did you go Do all, it. all over the place? We, we shot, well, day one while we were there, um, the first day we pulled up, we went at, we were at hate, hate and Ash or hate Ashbury. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were shooting and we kept all of our camera gear in the car because we don't, we didn't, we were stupid. And, uh, -oh. um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. And, um, so day one, we came back and did like a little shopping, like thrifting. And then we came back and, um, all our camera gear was stolen, smashed in window. And uh, <sighs> so we had to figure out new camera stuff while we were there, but. Oh my anyway. gosh. That's so awful. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh my gosh. We saw the video like a week later and security, had, yeah, security camera. And they'd come around like within a minute, I was walking away. And really? So yeah, they, like, they were watching us, dude. It was sus. So you, so they, you guys were shooting and they, somebody was watching you shoot or they just, you just rolled up and they just assumed that you had something in the car. All they knew we had the gear because the gear was in the back of the car and tinted, like fully tinted windows. Uh huh. Somehow they knew exactly where to go and what bag to take. But you guys were using the equipment earlier during the day? Well, no. We actually didn't even shoot anything yet. Like, we weren't, like, out and about, like, shooting. Yeah. Back. And then you, I thought you were, like, out and about, and then you walk back to your car, and then you're like, okay, let's go, like, shop around. Dude, that's why I was sketched, because this was the first day, and we hadn't been around town. We were checked into the Airbnb, put our gear in, went to Aiden Ashbury, and, like, literally got out um, and, you know – it was sus. It was sketchy. I don't know how they knew there was camera gear in there. Oh my gosh, man. That's awful. Just, yeah, maybe they just smashed the window and were like stoked. They're like, oh shit, like there's a camera in here. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that could have been it, to be honest. I yeah. don't know. They're just like, wow. So then would you, you just had to figure out a way to get a camera? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the camera is like one of a kind. Like, yeah. It's like this really old film camera that's like, called a bolex i think it's from like the 70s or something 50s, yeah. 50s yeah. even older yeah oh my god so our plan was to shoot on that camera and so we had to find a replacement and literally scoured the city and found like the one <laughs> yeah literally in one san francisco and it wasn't at a pawn shop was it no <laughs> like it's your camera again like they already just <laughs> yeah oh man but anyway so this is growing up stripped we did the visuals out there and we liked the track enough to, um, yeah, want to put it as a little bonus thing for, for people on the EP. So cool. Yeah.